So do you guys know what time it is? What time's that? Time to talk about Alien versus Predator 1 and 2. I don't want to do that. Too bad, motherfucker. Super high sci-fi episode. What are we on? 22? I Starts now. Out. We'll so say you, it's 22. I think it is 22. So your pain begins right now, Justin. Mm, Actually, know. you know what? I take that back. There's a, a brief respite before the pain starts. I wish it was longer. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, some science news. Which one do you want to talk about first, Justin? Which one do you like better? Uh, let's go with the... Uh Hover bike article. Hover bikes. Yeah. Hover bikes. So somebody made a hover bike. Apparently for U.S. Army Special Forces, there's a, a British aeronautics firm that has created like a proof of concept hover bike that I assume commandos are going to ride around on. Has some kind of 9,000 foot flight capability. Uh, I looked at the article and it looks a lot like just a really large drone that they stuck a small action figure on yeah i think that was likely a proof of concept true you're gonna get a speeder bike out of this eventually uh i would be okay with a speeder bike but they were advertising this as a replacement for helicopters which i mean this didn't really seem like something that could carry a real payload with you know military equipment on and uh i mean all the things that you actually you know bring in aid or supplies it was you know just a single troop transport yeah i guess this is why i'm thinking this might be more of like a special forces thing oh like navy seals in the night sort of thing yeah i, I could see that possibly but it, it looked really goofy it just looked like a really big drone that was kind of like the size of a picnic table almost yeah i think that they're the mock-up model thing they had that I assume doesn't actually work, the the thing at the top of the article, the black one, mm -hmm. that looks really cool, but the actual one they built looks like they put fans on a picnic table. Yeah. They had a small video, and it, they, it literally had, like, picnic table uh, feet kind of to land on. So it looked a lot less cool than a speeder bike from, you know, Star Wars, unfortunately, but... <laughs> Whatever. I'd like to see the police pull me over on one of those. I'll try and get you on a Segway around here if you're downtown. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I had a Segway, I would just put like the the thing around the front and make it look like one of those Roman chariots that used to be drawn by a single horse. I've seen a few of those. They're pretty cool. Do they go with a full cosplay and get like a Roman armor going? I, Roman armor is pretty good, man. You get to wear a t-shirt and a metal breastplate and then a skirt and you're good. Maybe uh, some sandals. A helmet with the, the broom? I don't know if you really need the helmet. It's part of the uniform. It's, yeah. it's the costume. It's for the full effect. What do you think about hover bikes, Grant? Uh, I wasn't really that impressed by it. I, I, don't, I don't really understand the application of it. And if there is a consumer version, I am fairly certain it is incapable of holding most Americans. Well, that was sort of the other thing, just the way I looked at it. Like, you're going to have a guy in full military equipment carrying, you know, an extra, like, 70, 80 pounds on top of their, you know, frame of, you know, say, like, 200. It's, it seems like it's a lot of weight to put on that thing just based on what it showed in the video in the article. And is it powered by gas or is it electric? I have no idea. 
Yeah, because if their whole idea is this is like a stealth helicopter type thing, having it be gas-powered kind of eliminates the stealth part because it would be noisy, probably. I don't know. I think it depends on what they end up doing with it. I can really see this having a lot of cool applications, though, especially for the military because, like, you can just come in, get off of it quietly, assumably, and then send it back into the sky or send it somewhere else to wait. Call it back when you're done. Don't have to risk cramming, you know, eight highly trained operators into a helicopter that could crash and kill them all. Well, what's to say this thing's not going to crash? Well, I'm saying if one of them, if this thing crashes, like, you lose, like, one guy. But if the helicopter crashes, you potentially lose eight. I'd rather have seven people survive than, you know, lose all of them. Maybe you guys are just bloodthirsty assholes. Uh, my thought would be more that even if they lost one guy to say like him being off balance or something and falling down, still try and go retrieve the body. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they have parachutes. I would take a parachute on this thing personally until it gets worked out. Um, even when it got worked out, I would still take a parachute. It, it just seems like one of those things where they have like a crazy proof of concept, you know, jetpack from like. What was that, like in the 20s or 30s? I, I don't, the only jetpack I really know about is the one Sean Kiner uses. It was the same thing as that, but it, like they, I think they had a demo at the White House even. It just like, went nowhere because it was just like so impractical. It seems like this might be the same thing. I hope it isn't. Really? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Ride a flying hover bike? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it would be cool, honestly. It, it, I just feel like... Do you really want to deal with like the same jackasses you drive around with on the street in the air? Uh, no. And parachutes only work when you're so high. <laughs> right. No, I, I get that, but I just think that comparing this to auto traffic might be like you, you're going from a 2D to a 3D environment. Yeah. There's a lot more space up there. I mean, there's a lot more variables to try to control for too when you're driving the thing. So just imagine today's drivers trying to operate in that oh, environment. It would probably call the population. It might I'm be sure, nice. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm on board with this. If this is a consumer version, it would A ton of people would of die people. using this, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that it wouldn't be like they'd be, you'd have crashes of people all the time. You would probably just have people, you know, fucking up a landing or falling off the thing. So I, I take kind of the opposite view. I think it is a cool proof of concept, but I'm fairly certain that if it gets past that stage, it's, it's either destined to be some kind of stealth military thing with limited application or something that rich people play with. It sounds like the new jet ski, kind of. Like, instead of jet skiing, you go, uh, you know, hover gliding or whatever. I mean, time will tell, really. <clears throat> yeah. Who knows? Hopefully, it, though, one day you can just fly somewhere. What would be cool is if they were able to take the technology that they've used to make the proof of concept and use that to make, um, you know, like new kinds of dirigibles and stuff like that. And new kinds of transport ships. Like, so you could actually have like a cargo ship, like an ocean going cargo ship that has that capacity but could fly. You imagine that? You're gonna need some big fans. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But the technology <laughs> really the, big fans. Yeah, but the technology is it'd be the kind of the same thing, just on a bigger scale, right? You're carrying a load. 
it's just a bigger load in many ways. I think you'd run into some problems once you got over water. If you were flying low, just the water displacement that would be happening there. But Well, I'm assuming they're flying more than, you know, 9,000 feet, whatever, on uh, like a, an industrial version. I, I was thinking the big worry for me would be like if a bird gets sucked up in there, like how does the thing like cut through? Uh, yeah. Even in, in the consumer version, if you're just flying around, like what happens if a bird gets sucked into the thing? And like, are you instantly going to die then or what? No. You know, birds can take down like, you know, uh, jetliners. They've, they've already done it. Yeah. I'm just thinking like back to the cargo ship thing you said. You need like hurricane level winds almost to keep that suspended in air, it, seem, it would seem like. Yeah, I'd rather just make it dirigible if I was going to do cargo because you just fill the balloon up and then you use little tiny fans to move it around. Yeah. Which I think the military already has like an enormous air balloon thing they're going to, they're trying to roll out. It's going to be like a floating cargo ship to resupply all of their, their spoke things where they have all of their logistics run through. Yeah, I saw that a few years ago. It It is kind of the same concept as like a normal blimp, but... They're using like advanced fan technology for the steering and the mm -hmm. propulsion. So interesting. Also but Justin, interesting. I had to say that Nick Fury disagrees with you on. Uh, yeah, I, as soon as you said the yeah. cargo ship, I knew you were talking about the Avengers. But I yeah. think that's going to stay in, in comic book fantasy world for ever, really. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, no it's one. Not no one's flying an aircraft carrier. Sorry, Samuel Jackson. Motherfucker. Well, maybe he can buy one. He is the highest paid actor in Hollywood, I think. That's his... Uh, Seriously? I think so. Huh. At least a few years ago he was. He's made the most money off of his film career in terms of raw payment. I don't know if he still has it all, but... Whatever. Okay. That's pretty cool. Maybe he can terraform Mars. Maybe he can cover the bill. I don't think there's ever actually a price for our second news item. Um... Just getting the stuff to Mars would be costly enough. But, yeah, the, the second news article was um, about uh, some new technology about terraforming Mars had uh, come out or is uh, being developed by DARPA. Yep. Um, so, basically, the idea behind terraforming Mars is to basically stick a bunch of, you know, small plants and algae, algae on the planet to, you know, progress it so, you know, there's more oxygen there, it makes it more breathable, more livable, and thicker atmosphere. So it's not just, you know, a dusty, cold planet. Um, the technology that actually DARPA was working on sort of, isn't it like simulate the, like, type of, like, you put algae into the simulation and you see if it has a positive effect on what you want it to do terraforming-wise, right? Is that basically what the technology is? Yeah, I think they're trying to... They're still on the guess and check stage, it seems like. Yeah. But their end goal is to get like a deployable organic soup, I guess, that's going to have the effect of producing enough oxygen and thickening the atmosphere on Mars to the point where you can walk around mm -hmm. and, you know, sustain plant life. Because right now Mars is, is bathed in radiation, doesn't have the same, you know, kind of atmospheric blanket Earth does. Yeah. It doesn't have much of a molten core either, so really... Right. It, doesn't have that much protection from the sun, so the, the thicker atmosphere is really necessary for life there. Unfortunately, though, I, I still think I'm correct in saying Mars has a lower gravity than Earth. Yes. So I don't know if living there is going to be 
tenable. I'm sure there are minerals that we'll need in, you know, two, three hundred years. When minerals. Minerals. Minerals, man. <laughs> There's probably something on Mars we can use. I'm sure. I mean, the moon has, you know, helium, so we, that's probably one of our next stops. Helium-3, yeah. Helium-3, yeah. Make the refueling base on the moon for the Mars missions. Did you see that movie, by the way? Moon? Yeah. The Good one where the guy's the clone? Great movie. Wow, spoilers. Oh, sorry. The movie that came out like seven years ago. Spoiled. It was... Did you know Rosebud was the sled in Citizen Kane? That's what he's talking about? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Didn't want to spoil you on a film made in the 30s. I really liked Moon. I thought that was an excellent movie. I oh, enjoyed it. No, yeah. The only reason why I said spoilers a little angrily is only because... You were spoiled? Was, no, 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 no. I oh, saw okay. the movie. I saw the movie. But it was... Kind of a smaller indie-ish film. It mm. wasn't like a big release, so like some people may not have heard of it. But You probably haven't heard of it? Yeah. Super hipster like that. <laughs> Justin's a hipster now. Uh, I've got, you know, plaid shirt on. It's true. He does. And a mustache that's waxed. <laughs> you hipster fuck. Uh, I think that's all the news we have, though. Unless anybody has something to add about either. I think the... Terraforming Mars is probably the coolest technology-related thing that I've read in quite a while. I think that would be an awesome, awesome idea if they can apply it. It's very cost-effective. Mm. just sounds that way because we don't actually have to send man and material there to uh, implement the terraforming. So you can just, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach, which I think is very, very smart. And if they can actually get that to work and make an atmosphere and, you know, a breathable kind of bubble around Mars that protects people. I think that would be so cool, especially since Mars is the best candidate of any of the planets in our solar system for doing anything like that. Or planetoids, I guess, because Jupiter has a lot of moons. But yeah, I was we know say yeah. Titan isn't bad. Right, and we know, but we know, like, Mars has water, and that one time in its past it was covered with water, a lot like Earth, and there are underground water sources and we know like Europa has water um, but Mars is probably the only one that we have like a good shot of like walking around on. See right I think it, it's probably easier just to go into Olympus Mons on Mars and turn on the alien reactor. Yeah. Probably easier to make the atmosphere With that your way. three fingers. Yeah. Do one of, yeah. The, one of these. I'm trying to remember where that was from. Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 1990. One of the best science fiction films ever made because it it's hilarious. It's been a long fucking time <laughs> since I've seen Total Recall, so I may need to. Cohagen's got to turn on the reactor because the people need air. <laughs> yeah. I believe that was Arnold's eloquent point. <laughs> but in his great. Ah, the people need air. These people need air. Exactly. That was how he sounded. <laughs> He turns it on, though, at the end. He, he jams his hand to the alien thing and turns it on. Exquisitely violent movie. Like oh, it. yeah. The aliens yeah. had hands just like people, and they fit oh, in Oh, they had, like, a three-finger hand, but he kind of makes one of these, like, puts his fingers approximately in the way it's supposed to and just kind of puts it in there, and the alien device is like, whatever. You're not an, you're not an alien hand, but... It, you, know, you could just, like, stick a stick in there that's yeah, you could vaguely the same shape. There. Okay. You could even stand near it and it would probably turn on. Hmm. Yep. I'm just thrilled that the prospect <laughs> of not having like a really shitty, harsh environment on Mars yeah. for human explorers may be possible. Because the only things that we really see in movies are they have to live in these really crappy environments 
on other planets or whatever that they're exploring, like pressure environments or on like, you remember mission to Mars where Don Cheadle has, uh, the small sealed environment that he's living on there for months alone. And it's has an atmosphere that's sustained because there's like a greenhouse attached to it. Yeah. And I mean, it was cool, but that kind of thing is claustrophobic too. I, I just think it'd be really neat if we could have some kind of easily livable atmosphere there. But you're right. There are a lot of challenges like solving the gravity thing and, Matt oh. Damon's going to solve it in his new movie. Which one's that? The Martian. The Martian. Oh, right. The one based on the book. Yeah. He's going to start reading that book. The Michelin Man, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Damon is the Michelin Man stuck on Mars. With tires only to help him out. The, oh, wait. Yep. So what only is the tires. basic plot of this? Is uh, They leave him behind or yeah, something? Yeah, they leave him behind, and basically the whole... well. From what I've been told, the whole book is basically that one part of Apollo 13 where they, like, throw all the shit on the table. And it's like, how do we make, you know, the filter for them? Mm-hmm. But for everything that Matt Damon needs to do. But yeah, I don't know if the quote's in the book, but the movie has a very eloquent way of describing what he needs to do. What's that? I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. Exactly. Is, is his exact quote, I believe. Yeah, I think it's they, they leave him behind when they're trying to evacuate because a storm or some shit happened. And everybody thinks he's dead. But then he cobbles together a communications thing saying, like, hey, I'm still alive. And the other astronauts who are with him say, oh, we better go back and get him. But then evil Jeff Daniels, the NASA director, is like, no, we're not doing it because it costs too much money. I don't know if that's in the book or if that's just Hollywood's injecting drama into it, but... I, I'm not sure. I mean... If- When's that movie come out? What's the deadline I have for reading the book before I get spoiled by the movie? Uh, it's it's filming know. right now. Oh, so it's not coming out for. I think it's oh. done being filmed. They got a trailer. Yeah, oh, that's, okay. that was kind of the impression I got. I thought it was like going to be a summer or fall release. I think thing. it is a summer or fall release. So you okay. have a few months left. Okay, yeah. it's not that long of a book, so I'll power through it. Well, you know, Matt Damon, right? Oh my God, he's going to science the shit out of it. Matt Damon. Yes, Matt Damon. Uh, October 2nd, Justin. Thank you. It's coming out in 3D and 2D. I like that how they make sure to let you know it's coming out in 2D. Oh, really? Yeah. Has, there hasn't been <laughs> an actual movie that's released only in 3D, right? I mean, there's always a 2D option for like, Oh, you other know. than like uh, in theaters and shit? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there are some like obviously experience things like at a theme park or whatever that are only in 3D. But as far as general release films, I think they've yeah. always had a 2D option. Okay. I can't stand the real 3D technology that all the theaters use. It It's so nauseating. I'd rather watch it in 2D, to be honest. I yeah. just don't see the point of paying double the ticket price, really, because I think, Justin, you and I saw Avatar like that yeah, when I saw, it came out. I saw Avatar like that. Um, I think I saw some other movie, and then I saw Gravity like that, and I really didn't think yeah. it was that... Great. And I was actually kind of distracted the whole time. Just, I mean, I don't wear glasses, so I was just like constantly just like sort of like messing with the glasses on my face just to like on, off, on, off, on, off. Like, yeah. And since you have glasses, I, it's sort of hard to get it to be right, correct? I think I wore my contacts for that, that okay. movie just for that purpose. But I think that what lets me down about the technology in that respect is like Avatar, for example. You pay double the fucking ticket price to go see the 3D IMAX version of the 
the new movie you got to see. Yeah. You put the glasses on. You deal with all the people who can't go five seconds without eating their nachos and all the shit that goes on in the theater. Yeah. And then your reward is like when whatever his name is, Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana are walking through the woods, like the little... Uh, Oh yeah, the floaty dandelion seeds. Yeah, the the dandelion, the glowing dandelion seeds kind of float out of the screen a little bit, and it's like, wow, I'm sure glad I fucking paid fifteen bucks for this thing. <laughs> like, this was great. Well, I think there was like one other shot, maybe like the giant tree was in the background, and like the the attack helicopter was in like the foreground, and like shot a missile yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. But yeah, beyond that, it was like really. But there was maybe you know three minutes generously of the movie that really had like, hmm, interesting. Something's doing happening in three D. The rest was just. Well, I think that was the point, actually, James Cameron tried to, like, say. is like, hey, it's, like, supposed to be an experience. You're not even supposed to notice it's 3D. It's, like, supposed to blend into the movie. Like, it's not, like, Spy Kids, like, shit reaching out to you. Um, but then, I, like, you have these audience people who are like, well, I didn't notice anything different. Like, what the fuck? I didn't notice anything different. That's the thing. It's, like... It doesn't add to the movie because, like, he's like, oh, it blends in the background. It's like, then it doesn't add to the movie. Like, Yeah, I should have seen it in 2D. Yeah. But... So I'm going to see uh, The Martian, Martian Man, Michelin Man. The Michelin Man. The Michelin Man in yeah. 2D. In 2D. All right. Okay. That sounds good. Let's go see it. Right now? Uh, yes. Let's go break into Matt Damon's home and take his print he has. Okay. Okay. We're in Cincinnati, so it's going to take a few hours to get there. Uh, next week. We'll I continue the podcast from his front lawn, though, while we're subduing his security guards. Sounds good. I just wonder what is... What is what kind of character is he playing in this movie? I haven't seen the trailer. Is he playing a like sophisticated Matt Damon, or is he like playing his his South Boston Matt Damon? Or I think it's South Boston scientist Matt Damon. Oh yeah. God, really? So it's like <laughs> he's like the guy from The Departed, but in space and his, stuff. Like, his name is the character's name is Mark Watney. <laughs> Mac, I, Mac Watney. I, I think. The Boston's toned down a little bit, but it's still there. He's, but he's still got the Southie attitude. Like, I'm going to science the shit out of this. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. you, planet. I'm going to science the shit out of this. And, yeah. like, Alec Baldwin will be his uh, his crew chief or whatever, saying, like, oh, okay, well, you can get back so your wife knows your cock works or whatever. So <laughs> all that shit they say <laughs> in The Departed. Yeah. We'll see, though. I Jeff Daniels is in it, so maybe he'll be interesting. I'm looking forward know. to it, honestly. I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, you know what? Just been been let down so many times by these movies. Yeah, I really shouldn't look forward to anything more. I've tried to take that approach, but I saw this trail. I'm like, oh, man, it looks really cool. But in general, I try not to get excited about anything because it's easier to be, like, really excited when something comes out and it's good versus hoping something's good and then it happens right. to be bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, that reminded me. That's why this movie was originally on my radar when I saw it, because uh, Donald Glover is in it. Just to dip into the, the current, you know, Spider-Man dust-up about, you know, Sony saying Spider-Man can only be a straight white guy, because yeah. Donald Glover was floated as the Spider-Man. Like, Donald Glover should be Spider-Man. It's like, I don't care he's a black guy. I care that he's, like, 35. And in this movie, he looks old as fuck. And it's like, you want me to think he's a 16-year-old kid in New York City? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys smoking? Like, can I have some? <laughs> I, this is, I guess, an aside there, but... Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't heard that uh, little uh, bitch bit about him, so... Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. Make Spider-Man whoever you want to be, but just, holy shit, don't cast somebody who is, like, twice the age of the guy... Peter Parker. That's because he looks old in this movie. He looks like he's in his mid thirties with a mortgage and kids. 
Although the Spider-Man movies, it's not really a young Peter Parker. At least it never seemed that way for all the the movies that they made. Even though what do you mean, though? In the Sam Raimi movies, he's in high school. Yeah, he's in high school and college Yeah, but for all those. I never saw those shitty ones, so I didn't know he was in high school. Whoa, Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, are, they're not shitty. They're only, good. Only the third one is shitty. Yeah, the third one's pretty bad, but the first two are awesome. You're think, are you thinking of Andrew Garfield, the more recent ones? Yeah, maybe. Like the Michael Bay Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those were shit. Those were bad. <laughs> okay. With Jamie Foxx's Electro? Yeah. Is that what... Yeah, that, that's probably what I'm thinking of. And the emo Green Goblin kid? But still, yeah. those don't seem... Like, maybe it's just the, the Hollywood high school where they, like, look, you know, 28, but they're like, hey, I'm a junior. I'm like, hmm, okay. You look like an undercover cop. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is always that, like, 21 Jump Street kind of aspect to it where a lot of people who are in, quote-unquote, high school look like they're actually, you know, <laughs> in graduate school. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Like Channing Tatum in that movie. Yeah. I think both he and they actually, Don't they Hill. actually call him out in that movie, say, like, you look like you're 30 or something, and yeah. he gets all pissed off and just really self-conscious? I, I think that might just be breaking the fourth wall there, like Marvel style sometimes does. <laughs> but anyway, I think you're right, Justin. Uh, I got excited about Jupiter ascending a few months ago, and look where that got me. <laughs> Joke's on you. Yep. Missed that one. Jupiter, Probably a good thing. They should have called it Jupiter descending. Oh, really? Because it sank pretty badly. Oh, okay. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolute shit. It so makes you wonder, though. Like, in the late 90s, do you think the Wachowskis helped somebody at Warner Brothers bury a hooker in the desert? Because <laughs> they just keep getting this money. Like, here, make Cloud Atlas. I, I think well, it's... Well, that sucked. Here, make Jupiter Ascending. Well, that sucked. Like, what do they know? I, I think it's just, like, they made, you know, Matrix 1. Mm -hmm. They were like, hey, this is a great movie. It's the same thing that M. Night Shyamalan like, keeps getting money for. Like, he made The Sixth Sense. And he got like one good movie. He's like, hey, like, this is a good director, we think. And we just give him money because like, maybe he'll hit gold again. But I will take issue with that because I think he has two good movies. Oh, three, really? Unbreakable. Three if you're debatable. Unbreakable? Yeah. That's an excellent movie. Yeah. No, I didn't know he made it. The yeah, Sixth yeah. Sense and Unbreakable are both incredible movies. And then... You could argue that Signs is an enjoyable movie. Um, some people like it, some don't. I uh, I, that I don't like, like it. Camp. Oh, I think Signs yeah. is awesome. It's worth it just for the scene of Mel Gibson eating all of their food when they're all sad, when they're having like their last <laughs> meal. Like <laughs> the aliens are gonna kill us, and he's like, "Fine, I'll eat it all," and he's like just stabbing things off. Oh, their and plates. everybody's crying. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that wasn't Mel Gibson acting. It was just Mel Gibson. <laughs> The movie is worth like it's worth it just for that alone. It's it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like a lot of it, but you're right. There are pieces of it that are really enjoyable. Yeah, See, I'm just salty at my Shyamalan because yeah, you should. A, be. a friend of mine who will not be named took me to see the happening in theaters, and I actually had to pay. Does for his that. name start with an A? Yes. What a douche. I know. Um, <laughs> took me to see that shit movie in theaters and I was ready to walk out in like the first 10 minutes and I had to sit there since he drove. Mark Wahlberg is a teacher? Come on. What? No. <laughs> what? You mean the plants are killing us all? What is ha This is the happening. <laughs> yeah, that movie was... It was unbelievable. Maybe we should just do a podcast about M. Night Shyamalan movies. Shyamalan? 
<laughs> well, I mean, shimmy, as we shimmy man. finish up the the Aliens franchise, maybe we can. I think we're gonna yeah, have look to. towards that possible. I, I think that you, you bring up an interesting point though about you know you make one really great hit film and they'll just keep giving you money. I think that mm-hmm. that definitely explains what keeps happening with the Wachowskis, but. M. Night Shyamalan kind of broke that trend, though, because I think after um, this After Earth movie he made a couple years ago, I think uh, he th- that got him kind of blacklisted. Yeah, bit. I mean, it works for a that while. Was a huge, huge, huge bomb. Yeah, I think it works for a while just because, like, you know, the audience goes and sees The Sixth Sense and it's like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan made this movie. So there's that name recognition that works for a while, and, you know, studios see that. They're like, oh, like, he made a good movie. Audience will recognize this name if we put on the movie posters and in the trailers, and then they'll go and see it, no matter how good or bad it is. Which is really yeah. interesting because they didn't put his name on any of the marketing materials or the posters for After Earth. But you, you didn't know he was the person who directed it until after it had bombed. Oh. But After Earth, to be fair to M. Night Shyamalan, After Earth was like a, a Jaden Smith pilot project. Yeah, I mean, and, Will Smith deserves as much blame as right. M. Night Shyamalan. And, and Will Smith was like, you know, hey, I'm going to like help finance this and get this everything going and use all my connections to make this happen. M. Night Shyamalan, just put my son and I in the movie and make my son the hero, okay? So, I mean, the movie's awful, but... Well, I think they, also, they may have... He just recently got pretty much blacklisted, like you said. Right. But I think they, before that even happened, they may have started stop putting his name on the major marketing materials just because like he had that ooh like what a twist shit so it's like they didn't want to give it away from the poster that was like oh it's a village in like pennsylvania or something well yeah yeah movies that he wrote directed and had a part in a lot of them like they i don't think they're giving him those kinds of chances anymore because i think the last time he did that was probably uh yeah that the happening movie because what did he do after they did like that avatar live action avatar movie the last which, airbender oh the airbender I thought which apparently talking. was a bad adaptation right and then he did the after earth so yeah it's interesting i guess it only gets you so far i think that like just what a twist though has <laughs> that that really it it was cool in the sixth sense that was like whoa unexpected and then in unbreakable that was actually a really interesting film because you know Samuel L. Jackson's pontificating on, like, you, you, you're just born to be evil, and there's somebody who's going to be there to oppose you, and Bruce Willis really is, like, a superhuman at the end. Interesting. Philosophical. Then Signs is, like, eh. It starts to fall apart because the twist kind of invalidates the whole concept of the film, that, like, the aliens are allergic to water. Like, okay, Why I guess, would they come to a planet full of water? Yeah. Well, more importantly, why would they come to a part of the planet that has, you know, changing weather and humidity? They can invade Arizona, maybe, but if they came here, they'd be dead. It's so fucking humid. I, that's where, I think that's like the mark of delineation where the twist starts to sort of work against the actual underlying concept of the film. And then, like, the happening is just nonsensical. The plants kill as many people as they think they need to, then they stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I don't think plants think oh like that. <laughs> but apparently they do. Like they, they they reprogram lions to eat zookeepers and zookeepers to let lions eat them and then they just stop. Okay, we killed enough people now. Like all the plants get together at the plant like UN decide the war's over. 
The only good thing that came from that movie, there were some really funny deaths, I think, when they went into town initially. Like, was there, like, one body that was, like, on a ceiling fan and, like, it was still spinning? Yes. (laughs) 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 There's goofy shit like that in there, but just the... Watching the film, you're just... What? Yeah, exactly. Which, hey, is actually a perfect segue to our discussion, our, our main discussion today, aside from M. Night Shyamalan's films, mm. Mm. Uh, the Alien vs. Predator films, which also elicit that similar what reaction. A lot of what's, a lot of why's, a lot of who's, a lot of Oh, where's. a lot of who's, yeah. A lot of who. Yeah. So, we starting off with the first one, or just doing like a combined, like, both of these are bullshit, or... I don't know. I think it would be helpful to maybe just begin at the beginning, talk about the first one Okay. a because, little oh, it bit. Is, it is a direct sequel. Yeah. So, yeah, it would make a little sense. So, that first one, like... The best movie ever made. I actually hadn't seen either of these movies. Yeah. I sort of got the feeling, before I even watched it, you guys said it sucked, so I'm like, okay, I'll just go check Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like... <laughs> Wow, Resurrection had a better score than this. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be like goofy funny like Resurrection, like had some like, you know, goofy shit in there. But it wasn't. I was waiting for something goofy to happen and nothing. It was just like trying to be a serious action movie, but it had like no actual like suspense or anything. It was just like, hey, here's an alien. Hey, here's a predator. Like, oh my God, recognize these. And that's it. That was the whole movie. Yeah. And... I, I just couldn't believe that there was next to no plot. There was no characters I cared about or even remember their names at the end. So there was Ice Climber Girl. Right. I mean, there was Guy with Two Kids. There was Bottle Cap Guy. There's Wayland, old guy with cough. I knew yep. his name. And then like seven or eight other people that had guns and got killed immediately. Scarface Guy. Yep. Scarface Guy, possibly Scottish, maybe. Um, chemical engineer guy whatever he was right italian architect in mexico finding coke caps guy i got him covered the bottle cap guy yeah um ice climber girl uh possibly lesbian commando girl switch from the matrix switch that's right um guy with glasses glasses man yes key character uh black guy with gun yep and oh that dude who took a selfie at the start of the movie maybe we already covered him i don't remember with another... Yeah, he was the guy with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah kid guy. He okay. was, yeah, like possibly a Scottish scientist guy. Like, take a picture for my kids because they think I'm a loser. Right, and he is a loser. But I'm sure his kids are going to feel really good about the outcome, though. Here's a picture of your dad before he was ripped apart by aliens. High five, guys. Oh, yeah, he was... He did die by alien. Yeah, just, you know, whatever. No big deal. <laughs> Hide the gold watch up your ass for a few years in the Viet Cong prison camp. Give it to the kids. No. So, oh, no, no. Oh, wait. I remember that story. I remember that. Oh, wait. No, that's uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I remember that story. It's like, oh, wait. That isn't the actual real story. It's, oh, it's Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's just staring at him like, what? So, okay. Going back to the actual, like, fundamental plot of this movie, I don't understand it because – so it's an alien – or it's a predator training ground where they kill aliens – Yep. But I don't understand why they need to lure humans there to train 
So are they trying to kill the humans for training? I think that like the the way they explain it in their flashback to Mesoamerica times. Oh, the thing where it's like, hey, I can read this, like you know, hieroglyphics. Like, right, and they had that flashback where they're the predators are doing the sacrifices, like the Mayan gods or whatever. Yeah. They they get the alien or they get the humans to be the sacrificial people to breed the aliens. Right. And then the resulting aliens are what they hunt to prove that they're you know super cool predators. Okay, I get that then, but why do they have? the guns in an altar and they're just waiting for humans to take them before they go all, you know, stealth mode and start charging in. Cause that was actually the signal they waited, right. the predators waited for to charge in. Oh, they explained that. Did they? they? Yeah, they did. Cause they said that the predators weren't allowed to enter into the temple with their guns. They were, the no, guns no, no, no. were waiting because they had to earn them. I understand that, but then why did they get a little, you know, alert on their pit boys saying like, "Hey, like the guns got taken. Let's go stealth mode and hunt them now." Like, it it made no sense to me that they were trying to hunt the humans and the aliens when it was like built as an alien hunting ground in Antarctica, where there's no people for sacrifices at all. Because. And where? Wait. Did they have an? Oh, they did have another hunt there where they had the whalers. Yes. Yeah. But how did they build a pyramid underneath where they knew the whalers would settle to, you know, whale? They built the pyramid like thousands of years before. So how was that happen to be on top of a whaling station? I have no fucking idea. Because did they like lure the whales there so it's like a good whaling point for people I, to I sit there? I think it's because the writer in Microsoft Word just said the pyramid is underneath the whaling town, and then it was. And so it was. Yeah, it's like let there be light. It just happens, man. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of that though in this movie, which just got me really frustrated. Like I know, because the rest of like the Alien franchise takes time to sort of explain like why it might be this way. Prometheus really takes the time to explain that. And then Predator sort of vaguely sets up why predators might behave this way, but the Alien versus Predator movies are just like, yeah, so page five says that the whaling town's on top of the, the pyramid, so Fuck it, the whaling town's on top of the pyramid, guys. The script says so. Done. Don't think about it. <laughs> well, that that's the one... Going off of that, I don't understand the whole motivation they give for the Predators going through all the fucking trouble of teaching people civilization, basically. They, they teach them all this stuff, help them build all these pyramids do all this shit just so they can hunt the aliens. That that makes no sense to me. Okay, another thing that makes no fucking sense to me then is, so they teach civilization to build the pyramids as the alien hunting grounds, right? Yeah, I think so. So it would make sense that the humans build the pyramids. How did a pyramid get built underground in Antarctica before... Like, okay, Antarctica may have been a warmer climate, like where some where it was like when, you know, Pangea was a thing, but there weren't humans at that time. Do they teach dinosaurs to build? Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, none of this movie makes any sense. None of it. It's You know what? I I really don't know how the Predators got it down there. Okay. Again, the script says it's down there. Just 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 keep watching the movie. It's on page five. Okay. Well, Don't they, question they establish it. in the other movies that the predators they it doesn't seem like they do they take a lot of time and trouble to set up hunts. It's just they know where 
they know places that they can go where there are things to hunt and then they go there they don't go they don't make hunting grounds like that but this movie says they do make hunting yeah, grounds like it's just, yeah they seem more opportunistic in every other film they've been in as hunters like they're just big game hunters basically and they go from place to place yeah i know great starcraft map yeah <laughs> great starcraft map yeah bgh and in, right and in BGH this one they're kind of like farmers you know they they're farming the hunts basically yeah i'm well i mean I, they, they play it out as an actual training ground but yeah. still so like they're basically oh like you can you know mess up here but then they're like oh but it's a backwater planet why don't they just go to another planet if they fuck up rather than blowing up the whole pyramid well, civilization there and also something that doesn't make any sense is the whole idea that they'd take these predators who are trying to prove themselves so they're going to like a training ground and they say that the aliens are the ultimate prey well why would you pit trainees against the ultimate prey you think they would s start them out with something simpler for their uh you know their initiation rights. well i don't think this is his actual yeah. initiation this is sort of like okay you've gone through all the other stuff you know cool spear training ninja star training uh, it's your practical exam is what it yeah. seems like. It, it, this is like, you know, defending your thesis. It, yeah, exactly. You, this is this is the getting in the car and driving for the driving test. Like, you finished the paper test, you took the classes, you learned how to make your spear extend. Yeah. Now you have to prove you know what you're doing so you can get your hunting license. I guess. I, I don't know why they didn't. If they're going to have all this, like, Mesoamerica and Mayan shit, though, why not just set the movie in South America? Why Antarctica? I guess so they could put Ice Climber Girl in there, but they could have just made her like a, a, you know, archaeologist pyramid guide. Like, hey, I know how to get to all these weirdo Mayan sites. Or at least some other kind of survivalist that they would need her. Well, they just needed an extreme environment, I think, so they could say, hey, we need like one badass chick who's like, you can't do that. We need to stick together. Like that sort of bullshit. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't have time to train you, so I have three simple rules. Yeah. For surviving alien attacks, I think, is what she was getting at. Well, she didn't say alien attacks, but anything could happen oh, down yeah. there. Surviving... Including alien attacks. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> right. For surviving, you know, going over ice and then jump, you know, jumping down a giant tube. But all these rules are really handy for aliens. Coincidentally. I know, right? Maybe she's found aliens before. Maybe she's like the cat from Alien. Her whole plan was to kill everybody. Could be. Maybe she hedged her stock in Wayland. I, f I forgive she her. Might, maybe she was the real villain. She was counting on that 12% dip when he died. <laughs> I thought it was... Yeah, was it 12%? Yeah. Well, he said like 10%, maybe 12, and that's oh, it. Yeah. I'm gone. Cough, cough, cough. <laughs> I forgive her. She's hot. Yeah, I, she's... She probably froze to death in fucking Antarctica because, like... <laughs> she's not very hot anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... Yeah, because she only has a spear to fucking eat in the penguin, probably. Like, that's all the Predators left her with. Well, I don't know. But they and a giant alien corpse, they, I guess. But They established in early on in the movie that she is a, an expert survivalist and is well-attuned to operating in those really cold climates, so she probably could survive. I have to imagine that Wayland Company is going to come check on what's yeah. going on with their that, CEO, oh, too. But that is the other thing, too, that the big thing that I don't get is... Wayland's motivation for doing this really doesn't 
it, it doesn't seem like it's enough to justify all of this. What thing. is his motivation? Because I never understood I, that. It's apparently he like wants to make history and make his mark and stuff before he dies. But then like oh, they show okay. fucking like magazines where his face is on the cover where he's like the father of modern robotics. Like that's not enough. <laughs> I don't get it. <coughs> so his his plan is that he wants to discover an alien pyramid. Yeah, he wants Before to make the, he dies. Well, basically, yeah. he saw the heat signature and he's like, "Hey, something cool is in <laughs> cool Antarctica." Never mind. Heat signature under the ice. It's yes. really hot. Exactly. He's like, "Hey, this thing looks really neat, so I'm going to check it out and get there before anybody else because I have, you know, more money than God it seemed like." Mhm. And then I'm going to find something there maybe because it looks like it was actual civilization and like my name's going to be up there with you know, famous explorers in Antarctica that I can't remember right now. What was the dude that freaking starved to death, went crazy because he ate too much, like, lead? Lewis and Clark. Uh, doesn't sound right, but I'm going to trust you on that one. I'm pretty sure they discovered Antarctica. Okay. <laughs> you need to take that? I'm good. Okay. That, yeah, so after Lewis and Clark discovered Antarctica and mapped it, That was what that almost famous movie was about with Matthew or Almost Heroes, right? With Matthew Perry, they were mapping Antarctica. I think that's what the story was. So anyway, after Lewis and Clark discovered Antarctica and built the pyramid, right? Mr. Whalen goes there to find the heat signature and assembles an elite team of nerds, basically. And a couple of commandos for no other reason than like, who get, who get no character development. They're just angry Scarface guy. Don't let the science nerds sit in the vehicle. Keep them out of there. So. The, <laughs> <laughs> well, why, I don't, why did they bring the commandos other than just to like. They're Wayland's personal bodyguard people. Did you really expect there to be like need for bodyguards in like, you know, 900 feet underground or whatever? No, like, I think what they, they allude to is that he thought that other people were going to be coming and looking for the pyramid at the same time. So I guess his motivation was to have some muscle there to make sure that he got the find. So why why didn't the muscle just stay at the top of the tunnel? No clue. I didn't because like movie. To make sure no one else has been down there before, and if they somebody had snuck in there ahead of time, they would have smoked them and thrown them in the pool. But they the said bottom. the tunnel. Ex- <laughs> they they said the tunnel like opened up like a day before they got there. Somebody could have gotten in there, man. But they said it was like basically. They pretty much said like no one can ever dig this. It'd be too fast, like to appear overnight. Somebody on a hover bike could have gotten in there. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I'm know. I'm not buying it. Anyway, this movie makes no fucking sense. Yes. It's just, it's an excuse to get people in their stupid sacrificial chamber to have alien eggs pop in their faces, and then now there are aliens to hunt, and the predators have to go in there and blast them. You know what? I'm fine with the movie because it's just it's stupid. Right up until Ice Climber Girl makes friends with the predator, and he makes her the shield and, and the, the spear. spear. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I don't understand how an alien head is a very good shield at all. Seems like she put her hand in it, and her hand would start to melt. There's that. But also the fact yeah. that the, it seems pretty permeable in the other movies. Like, it, it's strong and everything, but you can still break through it with a bullet or something. Like, And the alien resurrection establishes that the alien-human hybrid retard monster can rip the other alien's head off pretty easily. Well, I mean, the Predator can cut his head off pretty right, easily, Right, yeah, too, so it, I don't know. It seems like that wasn't the best idea. Maybe it was there to shield her from acid, possibly, because it seems impervious to the acid. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing as far as shields go in that sort of environment, but still, the whole, like, you rip its head off, there's still, like, acid blood, so her it's, hand would be fucked up. It's not a Haas or anything. Haas? What? Herald of Zacharoon. Good paladin shield. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going Diablo 2. I'm just, going Diablo 2 on you. Just the question of why the Predator would ally himself with her to begin with, it, it, it that does I don't get that either, because... She's one of the people who stole his equipment that caused the whole fucking situation that they're in. He should have just killed her. And in every other Predator movie, they show no interest whatsoever in working with people. So it, it does not make sense that they would start now. But she kills Italian guy when he's begging to die. And the Predator's like, I'm going to honor your sacrifice because you're like a true hunter, I guess. Have a spear made of an alien finger. Hold on. Remind me, did she kill an alien prior to the predator actually like giving she the saved the, the predator yeah the, she the, saved the predator's life the predator was like after they had like the initial encounter the predator was like the alien had the upper hand and she stabbed it with a spear and distracted it mm. i think and then after all of that she kills italian guy and the predator's like okay you're cool i'll make you an alien head and spear thing okay, so, so she was like giving the gun to him then the alien came up behind him and then she killed the alien then she she uh she stabbed it with a yeah, spear. Okay, so like the 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 predator didn't actually like just saw her, is like waiting for her to put the gun down on the ground. For some reason, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes no sense. The I predator was it. waiting for the alien. It was the next page in the script. He had to wait. Oh, for the alien to show up. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay, so I I buy it if it's just he was grudgingly letting her tag along or accepting her because she saved his life. I get that because they have some code of honor that they established throughout all the Predator movies. But then when they get towards the tunnel again, it's like they're becoming buddies and they're riding on the cart together. They had the buddy <laughs> cop stuff right. going on. I know, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they, they make tattoos with each other, right, with the alien blood. Now, there is a series <laughs> that needs to happen. But the, the pre with. Predator buddy cop... Like we're gonna go bust this coke lab, and the predator is gonna take the finger of coke and rub it around the inside of his mouth, see if it's genuine or not. He's gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette with his four-part mouth, disgusting what they're doing to the kids in there, and then have some shitty coffee at 3 a.m. in the diner. So now I just want to see a predator <laughs> like actually use one of its mandibles to like stick through a filter of a cigarette and smoke it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect, though. <laughs> There's. Many things that could happen to make this movie more interesting and more sensical. Well, I, I'm okay with a bad movie if it's just like doesn't take itself seriously at all or just has super goofy shit throughout the entire movie. But this literally had like one goofy thing that happened, which was like when Waylon was like, you know, the predator was like, ah, oh, he's sick, whatever. Fuck you, sick. You Don't know, turn cripple. your back on me. Yeah, and then he uses hairspray, <laughs> and I can't remember where he got the flame. Was it just like a lighter he had, or a, like a, I think a flare, maybe? Yeah. It was oh, a flare. it was a flare that he had. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, makes sense, kind of there. The whatever. flare makes sense. The hairspray does not. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, don't turn your back on me." And the predator just like, "Oh, oh I think you. it was his oxygen tank." Yeah, I, I think it was yeah. his, his, his little <laughs> his oxygen portable tank. portable oxygen tank. But oh. still, it was, like, the Predator was just mildly singed, and it was just like, okay, now I'm going to take 30 seconds to kill you instead of just going to get my shit, and then we'll, we'll be good. Yeah, just stop bothering me, Cripple. Well, right. yeah, it could have just broken his neck really quickly or something, but instead it had to be like, ah, I'm going to kill you now. And I guess the Lance Henriksen wanted to shoot out some different cum this time, some blood. I, I think it was just like, 
you know, in his contract, it was like, hey, I want a badass death because I'm the only, you know, actor you're going to recognize in here. Yeah, really, though. <laughs> Fucking everybody else in the movie, I was racking my brain like, where have I seen him? Where have I seen her? Couldn't. I, I have seen Mr. Whalen's assistant somewhere. The black guy with the helicopter at the beginning. I think he was oh. in James Bond or something. I, don't, I have no idea. Wasn't he one of the MI6 people? Was he? What? Uh, the Robinson. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah. I think he might have been, but it could be he just looks like the guy who plays Robinson. Maybe. Yeah, he just doesn't. It's not like you go like, oh, yeah, I know. Like in you know Alien Resurrection, you can say like, oh, there's Tuco. There's Winona Ryder. She's been in a bunch of shit. Ron Perlman, recognizable people. This movie's like, I know who Lance Henderson is only because he was in the other Alien movies. Who the fuck are the rest of these people? But really, who are they, even in the movie? I, I The guy, I, my kids think I'm a loser scientist guy. Like, you just, you name them by their traits they spend time talking about. Well, they may have said their names exactly once. I mean, the only right. name they actually mentioned was, you know, Waylon. It's like, Waylon, 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 we gotta help Waylon. Like, because for some reason they brought an old cripple into the pyramid, like, because the script right. said so. I think the only w- one of the people, though, they actually give any development to is the guy who finds the Pepsi cap at the beginning. Like, he has the most complex backstory. And that's saying That's not much saying, at all. yeah, not saying much, but it's saying so much in this movie, though. Like, you, you just get, like, a tiny piece of backstory. Like, he's a, a archaeologist who gets humiliated, and the guy's like, I'm pulling your permit to dig. This seemed like they were trying to get the beat off of Jurassic Park, though. Did it come out at the same time? No. No, no. Oh. This is 2004. Okay. Just like the Jurassic Park thing where Do- our, uh, John Hammond's helicopter lands and fucks up the dig, mm-hmm. and Dr. Sattler and Dr. Grant go inside the little trailer, and they're like, who the fuck are you? And then it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm John Hammond. I, I fund your dig, and I'll fund it more if you come help me out. Because that seems to be the guy's offer every time. Like, I'll fund this expedition company, or I'll get you back in the archaeology game. Right. Just come with me. Ironically, it works out the same for most yeah. people as Jurassic Park does. They all die. Well, Everybody except Ice Climber. You kind of expect that in Alien movies at this point. Like, you just know everyone's going to die, but... Well, I... <laughs> what? I was going to say, that we should finish talking about Alien vs. Predator 1, but hold oh, on to that. Oh, right. Hold on to that right, thought. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the really cool thing about AVP is I like the Predators... I thought they did a really great job with the three predators. Mm-hmm. They all are very unique, and they have their dis- even their face masks are different, and they use different weapons. Like the the big predator uses like a his uh, what does he use a net gun? Yeah, yeah. He they all use like they prefer different weapons when they're running around and don't have their blasters and things like that. And then you see the predators at the end in their ship, and they've got like the king predator with his his cool cloak and everything, and. You know, he gives her the spear like the other one gave Danny Glover the the gun, the dueling pistol from the 1780s or whatever. And uh, I, I thought that was good. I thought they did a really great job on the design of the Predators. The only thing I didn't like is how they elongated their heads a little bit, mm. which is they played with the design a little bit. And that was looked a little bit strange. But yeah, this movie is mostly about Predator culture. Basically. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole crux of the movie is that they're hunting right well i mean it set up that backstory through the random flashbacks that the guy you know gleaned from reading hieroglyphs like it's a second language to him apparently which made no sense but whatever whatever um 
So, yeah, the Predator design was good, but the alien design just... I don't like it. No, it was just the worst since, you know, Resurrection, or I don't know about three, but I'm sure it was bad there. But, no, like, their teeth looked weird. Their heads looked weird. The queen was just nonsensical because, like, she was like a fucking, you know, roach running around. Not like, you know, a slow, deliberate movement sort of, like, giant thing. Yeah. Slashing at people. It's just, I don't know. They just went back and made things fucking weird. Plus, it was frozen for, like, a thousand years. It's not going to be able to move around that quickly. And they gave that one Surprise. alien the personality. Oh, the one that got hit with a net. Yeah. They, that guy. I, yeah. I totally disagreed with that. They're trying to give a, the predator a nemesis, and that's the point of the alien. It's like it, you, it doesn't have a personality. It's a fucking killing machine. Well, yeah, yeah that, and, like, I don't know. It was played up. So they had the one that actually had a personality that got hit by the net. Yeah. But then all the other ones act more like, you know, Zergs or something and like, you know, hive mind sort of thing, whatever's doing it for the queen. Drones. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense because... You're thinking too much. Thinking too much. You're Go buy some more much. popcorn. Go buy some more popcorn and some nachos, you dumb asshole. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Make sure to get the cheese sauce and the nachos, like Eat extra. Your and the mints. extra jalapenos for another 99 cents? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Eat your Sbarro. Yes. Eat your pizza <laughs> that you get in the movie theater inexplicably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in the front row so you can just wheel a cart in with a whole pizza box on it, like a, one of those in-room dining things from a hotel, and just set it up. I, I But some theaters do that really well, though, like the the theater up in Kenwood. Yes, that one is actually... You can get dinner catered in there and rent out a theater. Oh, yeah, I know. You can get Montgomery and send in and all that shit, but... So some theaters do it right, but most of them do it like you're talking about. Where it's like, where I'm you, just saying, like, like the I'm Cineplex... I'm going to get a full fucking pizza. Yeah, where the guy comes in with the extra-large pizza and has it balanced on his gut, like, using his tits to hold it, like, a clamp. <laughs> and then, like, the 128-ounce, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That you need, like, to put wheels on, like, an oxygen tank and drag that in. And then you have, like, four more people, like an entire moving company, to come get your shit for your wife and other kids who are also planetoid-sized. And you're going to spend most of the movie making garbage disposal noises. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, some people, seriously, they do seem like they, they, like they're more into eating the yes. stuff than the movie. <laughs> but I like, think you that's can why, get like, that. You don't have to see the movie if right. you just want to eat. But that's why movies like <laughs> Alien vs. Predator come out in the theater and do pretty well because you can go there and eat nachos for a couple hours. And not even pay attention. Yeah, and, and then you can look up in the last five seconds of the movie and say, oh, the Predator has a cape. Cool. It's like you just like pull your head out of the popcorn bowl and you're like, right. oh, something happened. You hmm. unsnap your, your feed bag like you're a yeah. horse and get, get the popcorn bowl away. <laughs> Right. Well, that's really the only reason I can see for this movie right. being there because it doesn't really make much sense at all, as we've said. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're looking, if your face is buried in popcorn, yeah, and like every five minutes you look up to see what's going on, I think that might be a better way to watch the movie. Honestly, I think ideally you should like eat, uh, like a quarter of the popcorn and then cut some eye holes in the the bucket so yeah. you can see out as while you you're eat eating. Eat your way to the vision. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's clever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can kind of stay involved in the story after you get that first initial quarter of the bucket down. Uh, you probably die from inhaling all the toxic chemicals coming off the popcorn, though. That's where you get the butter. The movie theater yeah. butter just liquefies it. You can just suck it up with a straw. 
<laughs> and that's really like, because the end of this movie is just like, hey, cliffhanger, come back and eat more nachos next year, guys. High five. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess going into the cliffhanger and yes. the next movie, which I will straight up say I did not watch, one, because of time constraints, and two, because this first movie, which is so fucking awful, and the next one didn't look any better. It's not. Um, it doesn't really make any sense to me that even the cliffhanger. So the chestburster comes out and it has, you know, little predator mandibles. Yep. Got a predator face. So why do the aliens that go out of human chest don't have little people teeth and people faces? Just shut up and eat more popcorn. Is this just, the, like the popcorn again? Like, oh, because it pizza. looks cool. Like, get your fucking pizza, Justin. Shut up. Just okay. put the pizza in your mouth so you can't talk. Okay. Just keep eating more concessions. Just keep buying more goddamn shit. All right. That really that, the only explanation I can give for this because. But you're right. It makes no sense because the the alien they've established before takes on the traits of a host. They they started doing that in Alien Three. So. By definition, then, all the aliens that come out of the pred alien or that it births, they should be pred aliens, too, or have some kind of characteristic of a pred alien. But they look like the normal aliens that come out of humans. Yeah, that, so, that makes no sense. I was, I pretty much read the Wikipedia article, and I was like, yeah, there's a pred alien, and it births like normal aliens, but those normal aliens don't... They, they look normal. Like, it... Do you want to make that an extra large for 25 cents, sir? Yes, please. Okay. Supersize that. And just supersize that popcorn and, and stop thinking, man. Seriously. Like, it's just... Hmm. Eat the grease, have a stroke, lose the power to think. That's the way this movie goes. Well, it's just the thing about Requiem is that if, if you didn't care about the people that were in AVP, it's like you're going to care about the people in Requiem even less because well, you So got, they have even less character development. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. The way it's introduced is like there's little pizza loser guy who goes to deliver pizza to like his ex-girl or some girl he likes house. Yeah. And then her jerk boyfriend and her two girlfriends and their jerk boyfriends are there and they like steal his keys from his car and beat him up like, haha, pizza loser. And then there's another guy who's like an ex-con, like, oh, yeah, it's a long time since I've seen you. How was prison? I'm back from Iraq. How are you guys doing? High five. Hi, daughter. Hi, husband. Okay, guys. And then the alien's going to show up now. So, okay. Take it back one step. Yep. Was it at least, like, kind of visually exciting on the Predator ship when, like, the Predator alien got loose? Or was it just, like, crash landing on Earth? Um... I'd say there were a good 30 seconds of Michael Bay. So it was really like there was no alien versus predator at all. In this no, movie. no. It was, it was just like. Predator alien versus predator who can't shoot straight. Right. And then the ship crashes in Colorado. Some guy and his son who are out hunting find it. And then hilariously, they, they both die. Like the kid has a chest burster too, which is kind of funny. Because the, the, the kid's dad is like, woo. And then his, his rib cage bursts open and the kid starts coughing up blood and then an alien pops out of him too. He's like, well, I'm dead. Yeah, the deaths are the only... <laughs> the deaths are hilarious in this Like, movie. the best death in this movie, the one I just... I didn't expect and I laughed the hardest was when the, the guy's... The blonde girlfriend is running down the hospital the corridor and she just gets fucking 
stabbed up against the wall with the Predator's like ninja star thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think she's going to live yeah. because of the investment they put in her, her love interest character. Right, and then you just, the next shot is her hanging there, yeah. bleeding out of her mouth and stuff, and she's fucking dead. <laughs> it was it's, great. There was one death you were telling me about before this where like a couple of guys like walk into a... Uh, a sporting goods store with like a couple of shotguns. Yeah, and the predator just blows their heads off with his his yeah. shoulder cannon. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, it's just so the predator ship crashes in Colorado somewhere. The two guys find it. The predator alien infests them. Yeah, Those... so it, it infests a different way completely than the other alien queen yes. sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah, no eggs, no face huggers, just directly from the predator alien to them. Face fucks them and right. Or, oh, it face fucks them with a chest burster. And then, like, he goes away? Well, it face fucks him with an egg, like a, a, a larva. Okay. You, it's, just, it's skipping the egg chest burster portion. Just the egg is directly injected from the drone now. Okay. And but then, he still just, like, goes away, like, hey, right, right. thanks for your face. I'm yeah, going to yeah. go fuck some more faces. He, he puts the alien larva in them, runs away for, you know, whatever, predator alien reasons. The, uh, they wake up. They die. Then more people get infested, and like the town starts getting taken over, and then the sheriff is calling like Colonel, who doesn't like talking on the radio, who spends like 15 seconds of silence with a close-up on his mouth. I don't know what they were trying to do. Like maybe try to have some sort of visual reference to the way the aliens always shot with like the kind of the alien head over here in the corner of the frame with just the mouth or what. But they, was, they have that for the commander. Yeah, the, the the colonel, army colonel guy, oh. is just like the same kind of angle. Just it's focused on like there's an alien out there. It looks really stupid. He's like, okay, we're gonna send the army to save you guys. Better make the evacuation in the center of town. And everyone's like, okay, we're gonna go to the center of town. And the sheriff's like, all right, colonel, salute, a plus. Then some. Uh, is it the army woman, Grant? Yeah, she yeah. is onto their she's onto their game and says like, "Oh no, they're probably going to kill us all." Right. She's like, "I was in the army, so I know how all of this, all you know, domestic terrorism and special operations procedure, of course. The army would do this. So there this is a trap." Yes. We, so the best part of the movie <laughs> the best part of the movie is when they drop the bomb and kill everybody in the town. Well, I was going to say though, like they, they have to go to the hospital, then they, they escape, and it turns out the military's plan is, is to send a jet in there with some kind of tiny mini nuke to blow up the town. Okay, fine, sure. That makes somewhat kind of sense. A little bit of Resident Evil on there. Yeah. They escape in the helicopter. Nuke goes off. Helicopter gets down. They rescue the Navy SEALs. But more importantly, the Predator, who was just there trying to be a janitor, trying to clean things up and dump blue goo on things to dissolve them so people wouldn't ask questions, he gets killed by the nuke. So what I don't understand when I was reading the article, see, I already know this movie makes no sense just as much as the first one because, mm -hmm. like, they said the distress signal was sent out by, you know, the Predator ship that was on Earth in the first movie, the end. Yes. And then it goes to the Predator homeworld, and there's just one dude who's, like, responsible for cleaning up, you know, these alien messes. Like, it seems like they're more interested in, like, the hunt and be like, oh, sweet, like, we get to kill, like, you know, a thousand aliens. But they just resign it to, like, this one dude who's like, okay, you're, you know, the alien janitor. Yeah. Maybe he's their scoutmaster. <laughs> no, he seems like the equivalent of the high school gender who throws the sawdust on the vomit and just hates his job. It seems to be his job. Like, the distress signal comes in and says, okay, put my helmet on, get the car keys, fire up the Cadillac. So, okay, was it, like, actually a developed homeworld, or was this, like, the first time they showed the homeworld at all? 
kind of. As far as I know, this is the first time we've seen the Predator homeworld, and it's just like... Is it just like the one dude shack there because everyone else is out hunting? Well, it's pretty much just like, whoop, there's a guy, Predator homeworld, distress signal, okay, this is the inside of his dwelling, I guess. I mean, it's not like they live in caves or anything, but... But was it like actually like a city, like you actually saw buildings and just like zoomed in on this one dude? He lived of? in a building, yeah. Okay. I didn't but, know if they had, like, developed cities. Yeah, yeah. They, they have an advanced civilization and everything, but you just get, like, a, a two-second blink, and then it's like, okay, distress signal, get the keys, time to go to work, put my little hat on. <laughs> and, yeah, I would have had more fun watching a movie about the pizza place because at least there was something interesting going on there with the manager who was like, I got you this job to, I don't know, make you stop doing drugs or something. Well, that's probably better character value in both these movies combined. Yeah, exactly. So they had like one iota of backstory. Then everybody dies, and there's a nuke that goes off and wipes the whole town out, which apparently no one's going to ask questions about. Like, hey, government, why did you nuke this town in Colorado? What well, was that about? I'm sure they would ask questions, like similar to how like they ask questions in Resident Evil, but it's just sort of like waved over like, oh, Umbrella, oh, Wayland, oh, the army, whatever. They, they're doing things. Speaking of Wayland, not in this movie, but... Really, really cringeworthy thing at the end. What's that? Where, where the colonel has like the because the predator, uh, one of the predator's gun gets fucked up. The the janitor predator, janitor guy. Yeah. And he rigs it into like a hand cannon thing. He can shoot like a gun. Mm -hmm. And then another one of the humans picks it up and uses it for a couple minutes. But the military ends up with it at the end because the Navy SEALs find it in the helicopter. Then Colonel Alien Face guy has it, and. For some reason, just walks it right into some woman's office, who turns out to be Miss Utani of Wayland Utani fame, apparently. And she's like, "The world isn't ready for this technology yet." How did she know what technology it was? <laughs> Megan, the question. <laughs> and then the colonel's like, "This technology isn't really meant for this planet, is it, Miss Utani?" And then it's like, "Okay, I don't know what you're going for there, but I guess the movie's over." <laughs> really, really cheesy way to try to force the whole Wayland yutani yeah. thing. Yeah, they try to tie it in a bow really hard. Like, hey, Mr. Wayland like, found the pyramid. Miss Utani found the predator gun. Whoa, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. You got peanut butter <laughs> in my chocolate. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And that's like the first time you saw her throughout the whole movie. It's just like, oh, fuck, yeah. we need like an ending that ties things together. The end of the movie is just like, okay, I'm going to walk in here now with this thing that I should have handed over to my superiors, but here you go. In enjoy. It's an alien laser gun. Have it. Happy birthday. Mm. Yeah, this whole movie is going to leave you with a thought at the end. After I'm glad you didn't watch it. Okay. Because you would have just... It's the same as reading the Wikipedia entry. You, you just... The Wikipedia entry puts in text what the movie tries to communicate, which is nothing. Watching the movie, you're still kind of like, why is this happening? Who is that? But really, instead, I read, you know, a three-minute summary of the movie on right. Wikipedia and got the equivalent of an hour and a half of movie. You got the same level of information, which is zero, and the same level of confusion, which is 100%. I'm reading sure there Wikipedia. some things I missed, like... Well, you had to tell me about the, the aliens looking... The same as the other aliens from every other movie, but the pred alien looking different for some reason but that the pred alien didn't. That in no way affects the plot, though. It adds to the confusion. That's I, I guess. I mean, the, the aliens could have been bricks of cheese for all like the sense it makes in the movie. Like, <laughs> it doesn't. Nothing matters because they don't explain anything. It's just like, okay, here's an alien, here's a predator, boom, 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 ship's blowing up. 
Got to get away. Got to get to the helicopter. He's dead. She's dead. She's dead. He's dead. Nuke. Nuke. Crash. Navy SEALs. Give the gun to the lady who owns the company that makes advanced science-y shit. The end. See you later. Come back in 2010 for more popcorn with Adrian Brody. Which is that? Predators. Oh, right. Yeah. I actually saw that one in theaters. You did, yeah. But you apparently haven't. I haven't seen that one. I'm looking forward to it. Are we watching that or? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's the next one in the order because Prometheus came out after that. Oh, I didn't know we were actually going into the pure Predator movies or Predator movies. Well, I think that it's the universe has been sledgehammered together a little bit. So, Well, after that point. Really. Right. Because Predator was its own thing. Predator 2 was really its own thing with three seconds of... Alien. Hey, there's an alien. Yeah. And then Predator sort of becomes part of this, you know, universe kind of. So. Yeah, but I'm. They got glued together in 2004, Alien vs. Predator. They actually got glued together in 1997, eight with the video game, mm. which is pretty good. And there were comics before that. Yeah. Right. The idea isn't new, but the putting it on film is still relatively new. So before we get to Prometheus, which is going to be a fun discussion, we have to suffer through Predators. Maybe we can do. Predators and Prometheus, because I don't think there's a lot to say about Predators from the Wikipedia entry I read. Um, I really don't remember too much about it. I might have to do like a refresher while I'm just like doing something else. But yeah, definitely. you could probably do an episode for Predator and then an episode for Predator Two and Predators, if we wanted to, just like we did now for the Alien versus Predator. Before we do Prometheus. Yeah. So what you're saying is next week is Predator Week. It is. Just Predator, the first one. Just Arnold. I, I'm happy to watch Predator after this shit fest of a movie I watched and didn't watch. Predator is a great movie. It is. I love yep. that movie. It's been at least like mm, five or six years since I've seen it. I'm it's got to just that. the right amount of cheese in it. Yeah. Plus it has Arnold. Th- that's what makes the movie. Nothing better than Arnold killing aliens. And get to the chopper. Well, I don't know. Maybe throwing Michael Ironside's arms down to him in Total Recall after he kills him. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Have you never seen the 1991? Which one? The 1990 Total Recall. Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Danny DeVito's brother, Billy. Billy DeVito. Is that the one where he gets thrown out on the surface and his head explodes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe I saw it on, I caught it on TV, like... Oh, you have to watch the whole thing start to finish. The Johnny Cab scene is a cinematic opus. Are you serious right now? Oh, yeah. Great. Johnny Cab. Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) Voiced by Robert Picardo, the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Okay. Johnny Cab is really frustrating. How did I get in here? The door opened and you got in. <laughs> uh, maybe I have two movies to watch this week. Just go, keep driving. Come on. See, but you're, you're lucky though, because you you would be fitting in Predator and Total Recall, both fucking great movies. We yeah. gotta talk about Total Recall. Maybe we can do like a a comparison between that and the remake, or the reimagining reboot, whatever you're gonna call it. Mm-hmm. Whatever charitable name you're giving it. The film released in 2012 called Total Recall. I think that's probably the fairest way we can say it. Yes. <laughs> you guys, anything else you want to say about aliens? Not particularly. Just really, I mean, if you're doing the same thing we're doing, just going through the franchise, just 
don't watch these movies. Just watch Alien Resurrection multiple times <laughs> before you watch this movie. <laughs> and that should say enough, really, about oh. these movies. Ouch. Really, though, like, Alien uh, Resurrection had, like, a cheesy, bad action kind of comedy movie with, like, kind of the goofy acting and, like, crazy shit they were doing. These were just, like, straight, awful, no characterization, no plot action movies. Like, there was nothing going on in them. That's a pretty succinct summary. Yeah. Good job. That's that's all I had to say about it. I don't know. Really? Just, Yeah. That's well, it. I, 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 I guess we'll else. be back next week with Predator. Yes. And then we're going to finish out Predators, Predator 2, mm-hmm. and then we're going to go to Prometheus. So it should be good. We we'll hope everybody's going to uh, tune in for that one. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to Sam. We think he is buried in the New Jersey Pine Barren somewhere. With the E.T. cartridges, or is that a different state? No, they found those, didn't they? Yeah, E.T. was out west. Mexico, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I was talking about the Sopranos. That's where they always dump the bodies is the Pine Barrens because, you know, nobody goes there. Only watch the last five minutes. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Well, don't stop believing, Justin. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week.